This is a big year. The Ohio Lottery's golden anniversary. 50 years of excitement, of growing jackpots and crossed fingers. 50 years of funding for schools, of changed lives and brightened days. 50 years of fun. And that is worth celebrating. So watch for can't-miss promotions, huge events, and new games that will make the Ohio Lottery's 50th year its biggest one yet. Learn more at funturns50.com. Save big money on protecting your garden. Now at Menards. Messina's Animal Stopper is a liquid repellent that prevents pesky animals from damaging your garden. Available in a convenient, ready-to-use bottle. It lasts for up to 30 days, regardless of weather and watering. Save big money on Messina's Animal Stopper at Menards. And check out our weekly flyer on Menards.com for more great deals happening now. This week's episode of Getting Grown is brought to you by Bumble. It can be tough to make new friends as an adult. Luckily, that's where Bumble BFF comes in. The Women First Dating app now includes a friend-finding mode, too. Download Bumble on iOS or Android and switch to Bumble BFF mode within the app. Then you fill out a profile to let your, profile to let your future besties know what you're all about. So um, this is why we talk about this every week. But guys, it's really important to find friends as an adult, one of my favorite ways to do that is to just be out doing things that I love to do. This is a way that you can find like-minded people with similar interests who love doing the things that you do. Um, and you guys can go together and do those things together and build a relationship. Um, it's hard, especially when you move to a different area or you start a new job or you're in a different phase of life and you may have outgrown some of the friendships from previous uh, periods. Bumble BFF really helps you to, you know, kind of get a fresh start in the friend department. So to learn more about Bumble BFF, head to bumble.com forward slash grown and get your life. You looked into my eyes. You said to me that night that you would never cheat on me. Or break my heart Inside I never knew Your love was so untrue I thought that I was your only Boy was I wrong So wrong I don't even know what that is What? Never do something that'll catch up to you, you did me wrong, you told me lies, never do something that you live to regret, you hurt me so bad, babe, no? Mm -hmm. oh, I heard it through the grapevine, you and me were too fine, and I hope that you feel much better. So Still no? would have been helpful, I don't know all those other verses and things. Really? I love that old good old hippo mouth song. Praise the Lord, niggas. Praise the Lord. <laughs> What's going on, sis? How are you? You know, I mean, no use in complaining. I'm doing okay. Um, just scratching and surviving, man. Ooh, yes, scratching and surviving. Uh, food stamps in the city. Praise the Lord, niggas. Welcome back to another episode of Getting Grown. 
That's right. We're going to talk about all <laughs> of, you know, the ways that adulting is a total scam. The good, the bad, the ugly. Yes. The twist, the trials. The, wait, the temp. Wait, I can't even do it right. <laughs> the test, the trials. The twist, the turns, the temptations, and the taxes of being a real live adult. In the year of our Lord, 2010. It is... um. It is the end of the year. That's right. And so we are very happy to be wrapping this thing right on up and get started in the new one. You know, you know, the end of the year is is the time to either just rush to the finish line or, or take it a little easy. So how are you doing, sis? I mean, I told you nothing's changed in the last 20 seconds. And I said, oh, did <laughs> I ask did. you that? How are you doing? <laughs> how was your event? Talk about that. That's a good thing. Come on. Um, the Women of Color and Community Brunch was a success. We had an awesome time. The mm-hmm. panelists were awesome. The attendees were awesome. The food was awesome. It was all things awesome and amazing. Um, shout out to everyone who supported and came and sent comments and messages and tweets and all manner of encouragement to me. Um, really, really appreciate it. It was uh, just, it exceeded my expectations in every way. Um, we had a really good time and we're looking forward to doing more and more in the very new, in very near future. Shout out to our sponsors, Verizon, um, uh, of course, Last Speakers Network and Camp Space, the event space in DC where we, I mean, in Hyattsville in PG County where we actually had the event. Um, it was a beautiful space. We were sitting like family and I understand that, you know, it did. It was a little tight, but you know, um, that's really the only kind of feedback that I've received that wasn't, you know, glowingly positive. But it's well received and understood. We're growing, and it was our first brunch, so we didn't want to, you know, rent out. It's also a space owned by a, a black woman. By a black right. woman. Um, I mean, so, so you know, and it was like we didn't want to, you know, uh, rent out um, the Verizon Center or anything like that. Um, since it, it was our very first event, but um, we started we started small and it was intimate and just really really good. So y'all stay tuned, keep it locked. Team Tapping Fast is really just getting started um, with you know in the event space uh, space, and our website's going to be launching in just a couple of days. So we're doing things, we're doing things, and I'm super grateful. Shout out to all of our getting grown listeners who have been so super supportive, um, you know, us nerdy academics and all you cool kids who just, you know, um, also dealing with the the idiosyncrasies of being both black and women in predominantly white and male spaces. We're out here trying to figure out how to do it together. So it's going to be dope. Amen. I had a wonderful time. Thank you so much I for coming and being so supportive. It was so cool to have you. You know I'm always going to be there. You can't get rid of me, but I had a really, really good time. There was a lot of uh, really wonderful and encouraging experiences and words um, spoken. Shout out to Dr. Kimberly, who apparently uh, I ran up on Akia's dissertation and totally (laughs) forgot about. (laughs) She reminded me of that, said I ran up on her after the dissertation and said, well, why were you asking her all them questions? Well, I didn't know how this worked, so excuse me for being, you know, protective. Oh but she's super, super cool with her beautiful 10-week-old Absolutely. son. 
Um, but shout out to all the ladies. Uh, Vic Jagger, she's she's a good good, a time. good good time, a good good time. Part of the Dora Milaje, <laughs> also part of the Golden Lords. Oh my God. <laughs> so, <laughs> I love all of y'all. So no, you everybody was a, a really and good shout time. Shout out to Gina, um, our our panelists from Verizon. Yes, um, representing ladies in the last, but sector. definitely not yeah. least. She kept it all the way funky. Um, she let her hair down. She got out of that corporate absolutely. space and let black women know what it is and what it ain't. It was ain't. a good time. It was a good time. I don't have it any, was. any complaints, you know. Uh, hiccups and speed bumps and all kinds of things that happen when you do events like that. But, you know, it's just boss up season. And I feel like that word boss is completely overused. But there's a lot of responsibility, a lot of planning, a lot of strategy, a lot of leadership that goes into these kinds of events. And we're all living and learning and figuring out so, you know, shout out to, you know, everyone for just being patient and working with us as we as we all figure out how to just, you know, be out here, out here, out here. So absolutely things happen fast. Uh Women of Color and Community Brunch is in the books and it's it's gonna go down in history as an awesome affair. And we're looking forward to planning more and hopefully in cities across the country. Look at that. Can't wait. Look at that. Cannot wait. Um, it's going to be a good time. It's going to be a good time because it already is. Um, well, that was awesome. And we also hosted the Friend Zone Did. this weekend along with uh, <laughs> Evangelist Mouse. <laughs> Can he be an evangelist? Well, I guess. Uh, or something. Or something. Mm-hmm. We'll just say that Mouse or something ellipses but no nah, that was a good time mouse is always a good time so we had a blast and then shout out to our siblings fran asante and dustin for wrapping up their tour with their dc show it was all it was a good time as always with the performance by dino french mm. who you know so boldly mm. performed a mint condition song In and when i i had to i had to stand i had to stand at attention to make sure that he wasn't going to fuck that thing up. Because if he did, I was running up. So, but he didn't. He did an amazing job. <laughs> he did a good job. So I was very happy with it. Uh, I was pleased. And that was that. So I think now we can go ahead and get on into the show. Okay. So let's get into some trash. Some, lo- some local news. Local internet news. So Alfonso Ribeiro, also known as Carlton, is filing a lawsuit against Fortnite and NBA 2K creators for stealing the Carlton dance. Hmm. Yes. So I have actually seen uh, Noah, I don't, Fortnite, they have like a dance challenge or something online and it's it's the characters literally doing a bunch of different dances. So they do like the shoot and they do... You know, the floss, you know, the shit where they, you know, the little wiggle wiggle where they put their arms one side and hips other mm-hmm. side. And they do the Carlton and all manners of other dances. So I guess he, according to the legal documents, the former Dancing with the Stars contestant who's in the midst of copywriting the Carlton dance claims, in the midst of, claims Fortnite stole the dance, which they dubbed the Fresh Emote. The emoti. Fr- oh. The Fresh Emoti. What's an emoti? No idea. Mm. Well, that sounds very close to the Fresh Prince. 
Um, but he says it's identical to the Carlton, which it is. I've seen it. So he's suing Epic Games, who owns Fortnite, for what he calls an unauthorized use of his signature move. Secure the bag. That's it. I mean, I can't be mad at it. If somebody stole my whole shit. But you should have dubbed that a long time ago, no? I mean, dub by dub, you mean? I don't know. I don't even know how you do that. Like, that's kind of like it. Steve Urkel. I don't how how you can patent a dance like that where people can't use it. I'm not sure. But, anywho. Uh, last night, uh, the 2018 Miss Universe pageant took place in Thailand. And Angela Ponce made history as the first transgender contestant in the pageant's history. Nice. So even though um, transgender contestants have been able have been eligible to participate in the pageant since 2012, she didn't apparently Miss Spain uh, didn't make it into the top pageants t- top 20, but everybody from all over is celebrating her participation. That's dope. So I think that's pretty dope. Mm-hmm. Ooh, uh, the Statue of Liberty climber Teresa Patricia mm-hmm. o- uh, Okomu was found guilty. Yeah, back in July when she climbed the Statue of Liberty, guilty in of protest. what? Guilty? I, I don't know. Let's see. Let's see. She was found guilty for her actions on Monday. Three misdemeanor counts of trespassing, interference with government agency functions, and disorderly conduct. And she faces up to 18 months in federal prison and will be sentenced on March 5th. Mm. She pled not guilty for the incident, which she should have because this was in protest of that heinous demon being elected as some of y'all's president. Um, Sorry. I actually forgot to get the trash, so I'm getting it together while we do it because I was getting the other list together. I don't know what. Let's see here. Ty, just take out the dead spaces. Okay. Did you see the Black Ink Crew episode Mm-mm. where you didn't? <laughs> if it was okay. recent, I didn't. I haven't seen it. It was definitely recent. So, it's been, of course, Donna has been bumping her gums all over the place. And she, um, so she's been having a lot of issues with Caesar, and Caesar's also been wild and losing his mind because he's got he's in beef with Sky because Sky started her own business in Miami, which is dumb. But any like dumb that he has an issue with it because it's not a tattoo company; it's a it's a clothing company. Mm-hmm. But anyway, that's a whole nother conversation. So um, Donna has been running her mouth about different. Uh, Different things Caesar's been doing around the shop, per usual, which ain't your business. And so he ended up snuffing her nigga, who works in the shop as well, Alex. Hmm. Basically on some, if you don't shut her up, I'm going to shut you up type of situation. Um, That boy wouldn't open his mouth and say anything. So anyway, Caesar ends up snuffing him. So then Teddy jumps in. And essentially, it becomes a little jumping move. And they faced a lot of backlash over that. Like, it wasn't a fair fight. It wasn't. Alex had nothing to do with anything that Donna was doing. Caesar was wilding. And so the fans have lashed out on both Teddy and Caesar, saying that, you know, it wasn't a fair fight. Um, so they have since apologized for um, for their actions. They They recognize that it wasn't a fair fight or what have you. Oh, street niggas. I know. You know, street niggas gonna street nigga. Speaking of street niggas, Offset. 
You know we were going to talk about it. Mm-hmm. You knew we were going to talk about it. Offset. Um, did we talk? We talked last week about his apology video. No, I don't remember. Okay. Well, Offset released an apology video on Instagram, breathing mad hard in 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 the phone. Uh, I think he was in the corner of a bathroom somewhere. <laughs> I don't know from the video. Publicly apologizing to Cardi for his actions. Uh, he stated that he did not cheat on I mean, he did not mm-hmm. fuck them girls. He was just entertaining it. Mm-hmm. Trash. Absolute trash. And I guess he thought this public apology was going to suffice for the countless public humiliation that he has um that he's done. So he continues his public apology by jumping on stage during one of her live performances at the loud headline where she was, uh, where she was headlining the rolling loud. Um, I think it's a festival or show mm-hmm. with a huge giant number of bouquets that say, take me back Cardi. I saw that trash. What are your thoughts on it? I mean, I'm saving this for my petty peeve. Oh, got it. Okay, so then we will move along from that with it. And actually, our trash this week um, is a little light because we're doing something similar for the Kitchen Table Talk. So maybe we can just move on to some shout outs and then we'll get back into some good trash for our next segment. All right. My sister's popping right now, like. All right. It's time to uh, shout out some sisters. And I've got some very important people I want to shout out. Hope you guys don't get sick of me. But for the next couple of weeks, mm, hopefully this week and next week. But I'm going to be shouting out um, some awesome businesses that I had the opportunity to partner with for the Women of Color and Community Brunch. Uh, The first one I want to shout out is my event designer, Sophia O'Connor. She, by day, is a kindergarten teacher and administrator for DCPS. Um, But her passion and purpose project is being an awesome and amazing event designer. You can find her on Instagram by um, District Events and Design. She's responsible for the beautiful decor that we had at the brunch, and it really just looks stunning. Um... And she's just a, just a, just professional, just talented, just amazing in so many different ways. And um, it was a, it was a wonderful opportunity and blessing to work with her. Um, literally, just gave her my vision, and she took off and took off running with it, and really just exceeded my expectations. So, shout out to Sophia. Sophia, um, make sure that you check out uh, District Events and Design on Instagram and get all of your. Uh, design needs met um she is local here to the dmv area but i'm pretty sure she'll travel um if the price is right so y'all check out uh district events and design and get your lives i also want to shout out d nicole settings um they are the black owned company that um is responsible for the green i had a beautiful green hedge wall as a backdrop for the event and um they came and set it up and it was just beautiful. It was it was beautifully lit. It was just so, so awesome and amazing. It was the perfect finishing touch to just pull everything in the room together. 
Um, so y'all be sure to check out D Nicole Settings. You can find them on Instagram at D Nicole Settings. They specialize in backdrops, arches, and canopy uh, rentals, um, and they service um, the DMV area. But you know, if you're having a wedding or an event or a party or a bridal shower or a baby shower, check out D Nicole Settings. Another uh, black woman business owner who's out here doing the dang thing. So y'all be sure to check that out. Yes. And make sure, please, District Vincent Designs. Sophia does her thing at everything that she does. I have seen her organize multiple events and it always goes off without a hint. She knows exactly what she's doing and she's good at it. So I, I co-sign. Straight like that. I co-sign. Shout out to my sis. Yes. All right, let's move on to our kitchen table talk. Support for today's episode comes from Kapari. Sometimes the smallest changes can have the biggest benefits. An easy change your body will thank you for? Switching to aluminum-free coconut deodorant from Kapari. Kapari's coconut deodorant is is both vegan and aluminum-free. It's also free of silicone, sulfates, parabens, GMOs, and baking soda, so it's great for sensitive skin. Kapari's deodorant fights odor with plant-based actives such as sage oil and coconut oil, and it doesn't leave behind a sticky white residue, just the sweet, subtle scent of fresh coconut milk, and it outlasts your longest days. This is Kapari's number one selling product, and they can barely keep it in stock. They also offer a deodorant subscription. Just choose how often you want to receive it, and they ship it to you automatically for free, so you never run out of deodorant again. Kapari offers a money-back guarantee, so there's no reason not to try it today. Uh, I have been using Kapari. Like, I love it. I switch it out with my other deodorant very often. And the other day, I was moving around and grooving and grooving and grooving uh, for Kia's um, brunch. Mm -hmm. And I looked up, and I was like, what is that? Something is smelling quite tropical. It was myself. (laughs) So I absolutely love Kapari's coconut, uh, coconut deodorant. It has you smelling wonderful. Um, and you're not going to be disappointed. And it doesn't have baking soda, which actually irritates my underarms. I can't do it. So it's great for great, great, great for sensitive skin. Go to kaparibeauty.com slash grown to make the safe switch today and save $5 off your first order when you subscribe. That's kapari, K-O-P-A-R-I beauty.com slash grown. Kaparibeauty.com slash grown. Oh, it's time for the kitchen table talk, boys and girls. Um, mugs and tea bags, water bottles and recycle bins. Oh Lord! Uh, bl- uh, blunts and ashtrays. Uh, it's time for the kitchen table talk, and we told you all we were gonna keep it light for the next few weeks. So obviously, you know, you're getting. It is the end of year, so you are getting these good old end of year wrap ups and all types of things. So Key and I thought we would we would uh do something along similar lines, but put a positive spin on it and kind of do it where it aligns with the show. So we're going to do glow ups of 2018. Um, Just, you know, some different things that we've seen in social media um, and in the news and in entertainment and politics and so forth and so on of people who have glowed up in one way or the other. Sis, do you want to start off with a glow up, one of your favorite glow ups of 2018? Are these in any particular order? Or are we just no, going? we're just going. So if there's anything that you want to add to, then feel free. Well, I guess we can start by um, paying homage to my uh, auntie, Michelle LeVon Robinson Obama. Absolutely. Um, for just being out here breaking 
um, ceilings and just being a boss and exceeding everyone's uh, probably low expectations of her and her <laughs> success. But um, Michelle is out here with this book, honey, that has just gone diamond. I didn't know that you can go diamond with books versus albums, but I'm telling you that this book has, is just out here selling like crack in 1987. I mean, mm. Becoming is a total mood. <laughs> if you have not read it or picked it up, I would behoove you to do that. Hopefully you'll have some time to, you know, settle down and unwind a bit um, over the holiday season and just rest and reset for the new year. I think that Becoming is an awesome book. Um, I'm still reading it. I'm not through it yet. But, you know, I just, it is just a bevy of emotion and it is just, just quintessential, authentic black woman evolution. I mean, and I, I've not, I've not read a page that didn't inspire me in some way, shape, form or fashion. Like, I mean, all the way from like Michelle telling the story of how she, um, how this little girl was bothering her, um, as a as a teen or a tween, a little girl just just didn't like her and just didn't have no reason and was always talking smack. And you know, Amish was like, I, don't, I didn't really know what her problem was, but I knew that I didn't like it, and I found a way to shut her up. So, I mean, the way that she told the story of you know how she had to had to, you know, put get the girl to put some respect on her name, you know, all through her college journey, and I mean, just all that she's learned the experiences that she's had and how that has shaped um, her life and trajectory to this point. It's really just been awesome. It's just, and it's the way that she writes it, it really feels like you're just sitting with her and she's just talking. So Becoming is out here. I think as glow ups go, um, this book is going to, is already just like breaking records and it's just, just going to go down in history as, uh, a major, major move for Michelle Obama um, and for all black girls all over the place in 2018. So, Begum Becoming also uh, taught me a lesson this year and helped me to realize that my procrastination is a problem because mm -hmm. I did not order it in advance. So then I tried to cop it at the airport two times and it was gone. And then I got online and I said, yeah, I'm about to order this. And I did. And it came in the mail, and I got Becoming, Mi Historia, the Spanish version. Oh my <laughs> so. <laughs> what a disaster. I am trying to Jesus get on my hands on an English copy. How becoming. in the world? Because I'm me. That's why. <laughs> because I am me, I ordered uh, Becoming, Mi Historia. So, oh I cannot wait. <laughs> I cannot wait to mess. get my uh, English version of Becoming. And then I would have contributed twice. So, I'm not going to complain mm -hmm. about mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. And I will mm -hmm. gift Becoming Mi Historia to someone who would love a copy of it. Sweet. So. God. <laughs> but another glow up moment of 2018, which is in the same vein... Um, the Obama portraits. Right. So, yes. So the Obama portraits, uh, Michelle Obama, we know Obama's uh, portrait was painted by the Kendall Wiley, Kendall Wiley. And Amy Sherald uh, unveiled her portrait of Michelle Obama. 
as she, along with Kahende Wiley, became the first black Americans, or excuse me, African Americans to paint the Smithsonian's official presidential portraits. That's beautiful. If you've not had an opportunity to go uh, and see it, mm-hmm. you absolutely should. Because, I mean, um, it is, it is, I mean, the pictures do it justice. But I mean, to see it in person is just like, like <laughs> it is breathtaking. So if you can, you live in the DC area, or if you're visiting anytime soon, make sure that you head over to the National Portrait Gallery and check those out. Absolutely, um, because they are really something. Absolutely. What you got next? Um. Okay. So let's talk about Ava DuVernay. Mm-hmm. Um, and how she has joined the $100 million club of directors uh, with films that have grossed $100 million in earnings with A Wrinkle in Time, um, yes. which was a total mood. I mean, you know, and I've heard that there have been mixed reviews about A Wrinkle in Time, but I saw it and thought it was phenomenal. Um, I was... Okay, so I think we touched on that, but I, I, I had a bit of an issue with it only because I did love a wrinkle in time as a book. Um, but I also realized that it is a very whimsical book. It is a, you know, it is, it is about other dimensions and things like that. And it leaves a lot of room for interpretation and also for creativity in developing a a film. And so it was already huge that a black woman was able to adapt this into a film. You know what I'm saying? And, I thought they did a really good job of it. It doesn't follow the book exactly, but it follows the premise. And I like how they put their little spin on it. And it was for children. It was not for you adults. Yeah, <laughs> that I is a lot of millennials went into the theater with expectations that were probably, you know, um maybe a little unreasonable given given um and I mean, we go in and we want to see you know, and remember th- and see things as we remember them. But mm-hmm. you know, things change and evolve. And I really didn't have a problem with the interpretation of the, the book. I mean, and I mean, if you read, I mean, most most uh, movies that have been based on books have. I mean, if you've read Hidden Figures, and then you went to see Hidden Figures, you would know that uh, the movie was actually just about maybe 12% of the book. <laughs> um, like the story that was, you know, the plot of the movie was The color really, purple. Yeah. I mean, like all of these things. So we have to we have to take these things with a grain of salt. The bottom line is Ava DuVernay is out here, out here, um, you know, amongst directors. And she had a, you know, a quote that I really respect uh, with regard in her comments about after receiving the award. She said, you know, it's a lovely room to be in, but I can't wait for more sisters to be here. Because, I mean, the bottom line is, you know, we're still underrepresented in just about every field. So we have, you know, little step by step, we're making strides to, you know, just take over as we very well should. I love that she said that, though. I mm-hmm. love that that was what her response was. Like, I'm very honored. I can't, I'm I'm very, very happy to be here. Mm-hmm. Lovely dresses, beautiful gowns. But I can't wait for, to see more of us in the place. Um... My next favorite moment, Janet Mock became the first trans woman of color to write and direct a TV episode um, ever in history. 
in Hollywood ever <laughs> uh, wow. for the show Pose. Congrats to Janet, man. Pose is, is, is something that I don't think the world was expecting. It was a force no. that the world was not expecting, but it is a force by far, undeniable force and feat in American television. If you have not gotten your life to it, then you you should. I believe it's on the Hulu FX. And yeah, it's on Hulu. Um, um, yeah, the first yeah. episode alone, when they ran up in that museum and stole them beautiful, great dresses, beautiful gowns. <laughs> <laughs> it ran out. I got my whole. I was like, "Yeah, they, yes, run!" <laughs> and they came and pre- performed, and then they went out in glory and got arrested. But anyway, it's a wonderful show. Uh, Pose is a wonderful show, and Hollywood has a lot of catching up to do, obviously. Um, but Kia and I continuously talk about uh, underrepresented communities and so forth. So, you talk about underrepresented the trans community is one and hollywood catch up as well as the rest of the world but congratulations to janet mack indeed um moving right along there is now a woman of color a black woman a biracial woman uh down to the palace honey megan markle went from Mm. being a uh movie and television actress to Mm -hmm. being a uh princess Yes, (laughs) Yes, <laughs> um, marrying our good ginger brother Harry, <laughs> um, and I mean we all. It was. I mean these things are just fun to watch and behold. And uh, we have, you know, we're in the palace now. You can't. I mean, we're just out here. We're taking over. We're taking over the palace. So, and she is pissing everybody off. And I, I love think it. that it's fantastic. Um, and I, mean, I love just that the queen off. is endorsing her. Ruffling all of these feathers. Yes. Um, I mean, because it's so... Let me not say that. It is that I don't want to be culturally insensitive. She's like closing her own door, which is apparently like a breach of contract. (laughs) Essentially, in in my terms, it's a breach of contract. She's not supposed to close no car door. She's not supposed to do none of that. She also um, wants to have a home birth. Mm. She's pregnant. Uh, Congratulations to them. And she said, I want to give birth at home in the water that, you know, I want to set up. And that uh, apparently, I guess, in the royal family, there is a specific location in which everybody has been born uh, in a hospital, one of the hospitals there. And she's supposed to continue the tradition and she's going to break that tradition by having her baby the way that she wants to have it. And they are not happy about it. Well, everyone's just going to have to be okay. They are. Um, We had some really, really dope political news this year. It was a huge glow up, uh, especially for women of color. Um, Those 19 black women that we spoke about who were elected in Texas as judges. Absolutely. Um, Latoya Cantrell became the first female mayor in New Orleans history. So now New Orleans, Baton Rouge, and Shreveport all have black are all black women led cities. Um, Ayanna Presley was the first black woman to be elected to Congress in the state of Massachusetts. Mm-hmm. Um, and I believe uh, London Breed became the first mm-hmm. black woman elected mayor in San Francisco. Yep. Um, so listen, we are taking names and I think we should be celebrated. <laughs> and I think, you know, I mean, we can't, I think we would be remiss in not acknowledging Stacey Abrams in the fight Absolutely. for Atlanta. I mean, 
But, you know, what I love about the story the most, it's not even the story, but what I love about the situation as it stands right now is that, Mm. you know, Stacey will not, uh, you know, she will not walk away in silence. She will continue to fight. She is continuing to fight. Um, just by saying and telling telling her story and spreading the word and not being afraid to expose, um, you know, the unjust, unjust and problematic patterns of behavior and policy that are happening there in the state of, of Georgia as it relates to voter suppression. Yes. And we also got our first Muslim women in Congress. Right, We'd be remiss not to not to shout out Miss Rashida and Ilhan. I believe I said that right. I hope I did. I hope you did too. <laughs> but and, and there was there were so many others, but those were some of the best moments. Um, politi- well, some a few of of the many great women uh, moments for women, especially women of color um, and in marginalized communities, uh, who had some great political glow ups this year. Um, Black Panther. Period. Oh, period. I don't know if there's much more that we can say, but Black Panther won everything. <laughs> um, I mean, just the door Mirage, just broke all kinds of records. Just Ryan Coogler is out here, out here. Um, Kicked Leonardo DiCaprio right off the motherfucking Titanic. Listen, I mean, it was, you know, just a hist- the most... I'm and I'm not really a movie buff. Like I'm not one of those girls that's you know into the into the films and things like that. But I will say that I think I've never in my lifetime experienced buzz around a film like I have Black Panther. Like the way that we showed up to the theaters in our regalia, regalia <laughs> costumes and such. The way that we went time and time again. Uh, Seeing it three and four and five and mm-hmm. seven times, Crystal. Um, <laughs> we will just not, you know. It was just, it was just so good, and it's something that even now, you know, I've, I've, I have it on downloaded on my cable, and I have it on my iPad. So if I'm like on the plane and I just need something to watch, I can watch that. It's just good, good stuff. It's um, just good. It's just, it just did everything. The representation alone for children. I've, you know, I know we're going to see a million costumes in a year of children of like one particular character. But something about seeing all them black babies dressed up like like the Dora Milaje and Shuri mm-hmm. and T'Challa and even Killmonger. Like it was just even just the story behind. I mean, obviously, we know the story was not written by black men, but just the way that it was directed and how they um how they showed the different sides between black Americans and those from Africa. It was just a whole, it was just a movement. It was just, it was beautiful. And I, it's probably the most I've ever gone to the movies to see one particular movie. Um, And I still didn't go as many times as Crystal. <laughs> and that's not a judgment or an indictment. Oh, no, not judgment. at all. Please. Not at all. Ooh, and then the queen. Beachella. Mm-hmm. Beyonce became the first black woman to headline a music festival. Period. She, she did more than he- headlining. She did. I mean, I mean, headlining seems. Oh, like that was listen. That's just one of the statistics. It's just an insufficient term to describe what she changed the Beachella. name. She she did a hi- IHOP. 
She did. <laughs> I mean, it was just, I mean, I don't know. I don't know that any other person, any other headliner in the future might as well just hang it up now. I don't know. Oh, I don't absolutely. Know I don't, I don't know how or whom is going to be able to follow um, all that Beachella was and is for those of us who still watch and listen to it. Um, do. You know, on our respective devices. But I even watched a very unseasoned video that I was sent earlier of a white girl uh, doing that OT Genesis Get to the Money uh, dance breakdown. Unseasoned white girl. It was, that performance was literally, it was the most, it was just the driest piece of chicken in the batch. But anyway, it also, um, Beachella was the most watched live stream performance to date with 41 million viewers. The way that she, the way that that band performed, the choreography, the way that they hit every single note was not off track one single time. The backup dancers. It was just, I don't know how many times we watched. When we were in Miami, we watched Beachella probably 14 times. Um, And I don't know how many times I've watched it personally, but it's just, it was a movement. It was a complete movement. Beyonce did that. I know Beyonce always does that, but she absolutely did that. And you can be her biggest hater and you still have to say that she did that. Agreed. And I wanted to wrap up our 2018 glow ups. Uh, did you wait, have any wait, more, sis? Yeah, I wanted yeah. to add um, Supa. Um, yes! We cannot talk about glow ups without talking about Supa, also known as Super Scent, on IG, uh, the owner of the Crayon Case Makeup um, brand. Uh, and, you know, she started, got her start on. IG making, you know, funny videos. And I remember watching her. And they were hilarious. I've been following her. She started on Vine, I think. But either way, I've been watching Super for a long time. And she transitioned into having, um, you know, starting this makeup, this makeup brand. And we've watched her journey since 2016, diligently building this brand. And Mm -hmm. Super, who's a native of New Orleans, uh, you know, had a, a Cyber Monday sale this past November and grossed over a million dollars in revenue in just an hour um, of the Cyber Monday sale. Um, and it's just how, just a testament to to how awesome and amazing and the, the level of work we've watched her. You know, now she's got this big warehouse and she shares every part of her story on her Instagram. She's one of the most inspirational and entertaining people that I follow. So if you're not following Supercent, I think you totally should. But, um... You know, the Crayon Case, Crayon Case Cosmetics has just really popped in in ways that are just so awe-inspiring. I know just recently she and her best friend Judy, who, um, Judy sells the hair oil, the the drops. I can't think of it right now. I'm so sorry, Judy. Don't beat me up. But yes. um, (laughs) They sell, uh, but both of them, is it Kaleida? I don't remember. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, The hair drops. The hair drops. Um, there's, I have some, I don't know. They're right in my bathroom right now, but, um, um, the real BB Judy, I know it's her name. Uh, go check her out. She's everything as well. But yeah, um, Supa and Judy just had, uh, just had a, the largest giveaway, uh, Christmas, Christmas giveaway there in New Orleans. They literally rented out the Superdome and had thousands of children and families come and get their Christmas toys. Um, it was beautiful. And what was most amazing 
about it was that they didn't have any sponsors or vendors. This was Super and Judy literally coming out of their own pockets and bank accounts to do this for the community there in New Orleans. And that's my kind of carrying on, my God. So I get um, behind that. I mean, I just I just love them. I just I just love them so much. And Super shares. I talked about her on a couple of couple episode a couple weeks ago like what I love about her is that she shares everything Mm -hmm. she's not been tight-lipped or you know uh miserly over any any detail of her process she's been completely transparent about and she's Mm -hmm. so diligent and and prioritizes promoting other black women business owners in a way that you can't help help but respect so super you know it's continuing to glow up I can't wait to see what what 2019 has in store for Super, she just bought her mama a, a four-bedroom house. Literally. Aww. It was just I, like, come on. Like, come on. Like, goals among goals among goals. Yes. But literally watch her. And she talks about how she started off as a waitress. How she used to wait tables to feed her son and take care of her family. And we've watched her story. And now she is a multi-millionaire. She is a makeup mogul in the real sense not in the youtube sense that the people just be using all willy-nilly she is literally out here running a multi-million dollar corporation and i don't know her but i'm just over here proud like no i can't listen i love super and on top of that like and i know her backstory in the service industry and because I, I know she's a real one. You know how I know she's a real one? Because mm-hmm. she follows the Server Life page. I've seen her comment on it. <laughs> <laughs> server Life, if, you are, if you've ever been in the service industry, ever in your life, you've been a server, a bartender, a bar back, a food runner, what have you, follow Server underscore Life on Instagram. And the memes, you will get your entire life. It is... It is everything that every every person in the service industry needs, like on a comedy level, and that everybody can relate to. And Super follows it, and I've seen her comment on there, and I'm like, yes, you better stay true to your server roots. <laughs> so, you know, I have a special affection for those in the service industry. Um, I'll never do it again. Mm-hmm. Um, before we get into our final like, like rap, like glow up that. I have to shout out, because you shouted out Super, that reminded me that I have to shout out Miss Amber, Just Living Baby. (laughs) I don't know if you follow her on Instagram, but um, she posts her version, uh, a very black girl from L.A. I don't know know where she's from, Crenshaw, South Central, one of those. But, or Inglewood, I don't know. She's a very black girl from L.A. You follow Just Living Baby? You know who Mm -hmm. that is? Mm Mm-mm. She posts inspirational videos with her nails and her body, and she's very body posy. And um, you know, she started off. You talking about when you said you, nails. you, yeah, you, you know her from the nails. Um, she is very body positive, and she used to also post funny videos. She posted one of the funniest videos that still takes me down to this day, and that is her and her friends' rendition of um, "Future's Mask Off." <laughs> For the mask off challenge, it was so foolish, and I cried real tears and watched it a million times. But as of lately, she's been uh, posting videos of her working out and just her progress. And it's not necessarily about her losing weight, but just about her being confident and coming into her own with her own body and being like, These are full body pictures all 2018. Y'all are gonna get all of this good loving, you're gonna get all of all of me all over my Instagram page. And she's been able to now, um, she's graced a couple of magazines 
magazine covers and I just think it's dope. You know what I'm saying? That you can just come that, you know, she's been able to come up in that way and be inspirational to um, different people. But our final glow up of 2018, you all knew it was coming. Our good sis Cardi. <laughs> Let's go over some of Cardi's stats and then we can get into some good Cardi conversation. Okay. Here's some of her best moments, literally from 2018 in the last year. Boom. Number one, she performed with Bruno Mars at the Grammys. That's right. already big. Dropped Invasion of Privacy and broke all kinds of records, um, including including the Guinness. She was in, entered into the Guinness Book of World Records for the most simultaneous Billboard U.S. Hot 100 entries by women. By having a thirteen tracks on her on the list all at once for the uh, for the Billboard charts, she's also the fifth female rapper in history to top those charts. So, um, in addition to that, she confirmed her pregnancy on SNL. She co-hosted the Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon. She performed pregnant at the Billboard Latin Music Awards. Uh, she welcomed her baby, Culture, who is. Absolutely beautiful and looks just like her sister. <laughs> and she opened the MTV Video Music Awards and took home three trophies on the same night. So Cardi has had, she's had a year, but she's had some really wonderful wins. And we will be remiss not to talk about her fashions from oh Fashion god. Week. Oh my god. I stand. Sis. I stand. Stan, she came out with looks, L-E-W-K-S, nigga. Like, she came out with looks. She was killing niggas. She killed niggas in her Dolce. She killed niggas with in her hats and in her, just her frocks. I mean, like, I mean, ooh. lady, I stand a lady. Listen. Listen. In Milan, eating spaghetti. I stand a lady. Cardi was like, yes, I rap about ratchet things and, and niggas, but I will put on this these designer high-end fashions and you all listen, will gag because listen. I will be demure and I will eat in these photos and y'all won't be able to take. It will be a gag. And I stand because this is why Cardi is the people's choice because I feel like she's proven that there's always great success in being yourself. Um, and yeah. I think people gravitate toward Cardi because of that authenticity. Mm -hmm. um, and it's really just something that I aspire to just embody like throughout. Like, and it just proves that there are no rules. Like you can literally do what you want to do when you and are committed to working hard. Yeah. When you're committed to your, to being yourself, mm -hmm. working hard um, and, and walking and living with integrity. Um, and, and I think that, and sharing and being grateful and humble and hungry. Mm -hmm. So there is, I just, like, you don't have to be, you don't have to be sneaky and conniving. You don't have to be like anybody else. Like, I just, Cardi is my niece. And she, with, without flaw, right? I mean, I'm not saying that she's without flaw, right? So we're still mm -hmm. growing and evolving and there's things of that course. we're doing. Um, we're all learning through, um, you know, learning lessons through different experiences and circumstances that we have. Some of them are fault, some of them not. But either way, like, you know, she's evolving and, and doing so gracefully. And I just, I just, I'm, I'm proud of her. I'm just proud. I'm super proud. I, um, 
Yeah, Cardi has had a year and she has had some really big wins. She really, really has. And she deserves all of the wins she's had. But I also want to give, and I know we're, you're going to talk about it in your petty peeve, so we're not going to go into the, the nigger. But I have to say, one of the biggest glow ups for me with her <clears throat> is her response to everything right now. It seems like Cardi has a peace about herself um, and a calm about herself because... And she is now celebrating all of these wins. She, too, was also able to buy her mother a house this year, which she says she's been aspiring to do. Um, and she seems to have just grown. If you look at her whole presence, if you look at just how she's how she's carrying herself and, and even how she decides that she wants to disclose personal information, it's like, this is this and this is what it is. You know, and I I have to give it to her for her attitude, for her switch up, um, in addition to just all of the beautiful things that we see and the fact that she ate them crab legs on that private jet. Oh, my God. Um, like she was in the middle of the boil. And I was, <laughs> like, I was like, yo, you are my sis for real. You are literally my little sis. And I'm very, very, very proud of her. So she is my personal and probably Key and I's combined top glow up of 2018. Absolutely. I mean, and not honorable mentions. We have to acknowledge just, you know, people. I'm going to acknowledge some people that I follow that just, you know, mm -hmm. I just respect their grind and work, work, work ethic. Wow. I can't speak. But, you know, just the those who are still grinding in the struggle, um, the budget Nista out here. Yes. Um, you know, changing lives. The student loan doctor is out here mm -hmm. changing lives. Um, uh, Shameless Maya, Hey Friend, yes. Hey, Jess Hilarious, uh, Lovey. Around the Way Curls. Yeah, Around the Way Curls. Um, Sarah Jakes is out here building this Woman Evolve empire. Mm -hmm. She just bought her own corporate space. Um, the MUA Alex just had this wonderful... Yes. Um, Want to launch this wonderful collaboration with her in the makeup brand Black Radiance. Um, just so good, right? Jackie Ina's out here doing things in Our the makeup Nikki world. Nikki of NL Makeup. Absolutely. I mean, people just out here, out here just doing major, major things, um, inspiring us to continue on and go forward. We can't, we cannot not acknowledge uh, Crystal Jean. Absolutely uh, <laughs> not. We would we we would we would never. I mean, just continuing. And I mean, I'm just excited for what what 2019 has in store. Um, for, I mean, Cheska Lee. I mean, just so many people, so many people that we can continue to name. And I don't want to leave anybody out. But no, not um, at all. I'm gonna stop talking. But those are people that just came to mind. People who I'm just excited. You know, seeing us work hard. You know, Toya's building. The analog yes. girl. I mean, it's just so many things, y'all. We have so much. We have so much going on within our community, and we have to support one another. Um, Summer G, Summer uh, Summer G, dear Summer G is starting a, a podcast. My friend Summer um, yes. is starting a podcast next year. It's going to be an advice column. She's already getting things going on on her Instagram. Tracy May, my sister Tracy May, shot her own web series, and Tracy's been having talking about this goal of shooting her own web series. Since I've known her, this is something that she's wanted to do. And she, she's, you know, finally was able to get it done this year. So I'm sure that's going to come out in 2019. I'm so proud of her. So just, we're all out here. Um, Everybody's just out here. Wanting to celebrate and excited about what's going on. And this is just cause for us to continue to band together and build. 
we're just trying to build like everybody else. Absolutely. So we're also excited for, you know, last but not least, I'm going to go ahead and shout out Getting Grown. Yes, why not? Because Getting Grown is a baby. Um, And in 2018, and this is not, you know what, no, we're going to toot our own horns for just a second. We were able to, we shout out to our brother, Kid Fury, um, for giving us the opportunity. And <clears throat> we have worked hard, Kia and I. We have worked hard personally. Um, there have been nights, tonight included, where recording was the last thing that we wanted to do. Um, and that's just being honest. You know what I'm saying? But it's been such an honor to be able to uh, grow with you all and get your your feedback, your constructive criticism, <laughs> your loving criticism, your loving comments and your support and your buying tickets to the live shows. Shout out to Cal State for giving us an opportunity to come out to speak Absolutely. at the Women and Femmes of Color Conference. Shout out to Atlanta for showing up and showing out. Philadelphia, New York, Washington, D.C. Um, shout out to everybody who showed love to us in Nashville when mm -hmm. we hosted The Read. Everybody who shows love when we've hosted for The Friend Zone. But I'm really, really proud of us and I'm very excited to see what we are able to do. Kia and I have been talking about, uh, you know, we have getting grown, but also bringing our brands together and 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 just really doing things for um, our community in the year to come in the new year. So I'm super excited to see all that we're able to do individually and collectively. Right. And I'm proud of what we've been able to do. And I'm grateful to all of you all for supporting us right. because we would not be able to do this if you guys did not support us. So shout out to you all as well. Thank you for your patience. We're still growing and learning how to manage these different moving parts in our lives. And sometimes we get it right. Other times we're learning lessons through the mistakes that we've made. But mm -hmm. you all have been consistent in your support of us and support of the show. And we just really would, would we just couldn't let the year close out without formally and publicly thanking each and every listener, anyone who's ever pressed play on SoundCloud, Spotify, iTunes, yes. Google Play, wherever you can find us. Um, we don't take it for granted when we're with, we're working and managing. And it's hard to to do both of these, you know, to manage our lives and careers and manage this part of our lives and careers. And sometimes things, you know, uh, converge and overlap and, and bump up into each other and, you know, leaves us tired and overworked. But we are, you know learning different ways that we can take better care of ourselves and ensure that we can continue to bring you guys quality content. That's going to be our pledge to you moving forward. So thank y'all for riding with us. And Absolutely. we're excited about what 2019 holds. We're consistent because y'all are consistent. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? If Kia and I don't put up an episode, nigga, if we put up an episode at noon, <laughs> these are like, where is I mean, the show? They be like, no show today. <laughs> I mean, I've just been refreshing. What's going and on? I'm like, Excuse well, girl, me. I'm actually, you know, just, I just it's got to work. It's actually ruined my entire commute. I mean, can you just let Thank me so get to work and get settled? I'll <laughs> plug my computer in and we'll get this episode loaded up immediately. So, but, but yeah, we're, super, we appreciate, we're not complaining. We're grateful. Yes, we appreciate your diligence. <laughs> um, and that, that lets us know that, you know, people are connecting with what we're trying to, what we're trying to put out there. And that is really what it's all about. I feel like, there's purpose in this. And I know that God didn't give us this platform for naught, but he's using nope. it. He's using it um, 
you know, so to help, to help people. And that's really what I want to do. I want to be a resource. I want to be, I want to help. Um, so thank you guys. Um, and let's move on to the honesty. Today's episode is also brought to you by Zola. Zola is reinventing the wedding planning and registry experience to make the happiest moment in couples' lives even happier. Combining compassionate customer service with modern tools and technology, all in the service of love. Zola is the easiest way to plan your wedding and register with free wedding websites, your dream wedding registry, affordable save the dates and invitations and easy to use planning tools. Start with a free wedding. It starts with a free wedding website. It just takes minutes to set up and you can choose from over 100 beautiful designs that fit any style and every type of wedding, whatever your your choice is. Put your Zola registry on your wedding website so guests can get all the details they need and buy your wedding gifts in one convenient place. The Zola store has the widest selection of gifts at all different price points from over 500 brands. There's something for every guest to give. So I was looking on Zola's website. I myself am already married, but I was like, what is this? I just, you know, sometimes I just get a little curious. So um, I went on and I realized that I was extremely jealous at how Zola makes people's lives so much less stressful mm-hmm. and way more enjoyable. <laughs> I was I was hating hard. You know, I had people going on Amazon and I had to go to Crate and Barrel and use those stupid guns and click all <laughs> over the place. <laughs> and, and all, and all manners of havoc. I was all over the place getting flowers and figuring out how to do everything myself. I wish I had Zola. It is so easy. And living in this digital age and also how people are on a budget is just everything that you need. So to Start your free wedding website and also get $50 off your registry on Zola. Go to Zola.com slash grown. That's Z-O-L-A dot com slash grown to get $50 off your registry today. Honestly? Truly. All right, let's get into this honesty box. It says, hey, Jaden Kia, first of all, I just want to say that I love you both and I appreciate you guys keeping it real on topics most of us can relate to as we climb toward our goals. Y'all are the big sisters in my head that I've always needed, and I truly treasure you both. We treasure you. Oh, my gosh. Right? About a year ago, I accepted a position at a moderately sized nonprofit that mostly involves internal auditing, handling paperwork, email correspondence, and such. When When I initially interviewed, I said that I was looking to stay and move up within the company because I'd found through previous experience that most companies are looking to hire people that they can train and keep around for a while, which is understandable. However, I knew all the while that I wasn't that this wasn't the case for me and that my true intentions were to save up money and apply to doctoral programs. My financial situation when I was in the interview process for this job was so dire that I was willing to do what I had to do to get a job that would allow me to actually sustain myself. The pay was more than decent with all the benefits one looks for with a good job, so I took the position. I do like my company, but each day shows me more and more that it would never be fulfilling for me, so I kept focusing on my original plan. Fast forward to a few months ago, and I was accepted into my number one choice program, an accomplishment I'm absolutely ecstatic about, hashtag team typing fast, but a secret I've been maintaining from my coworkers. Recently, my boss has been communicating with each of us in my department about transitions to come within the organization. We've been undergoing training to new functions and discussing future trajectories into new roles. I know that now I've been now I know that now I've been accepted. My intention is to quit in a few months when my lease ends. My program starts in the fall of next year. However, I'm having trouble deciding on how I should quit or what I should say. 
Although for the most part, like Jade, I'm team say no to coworkers. You're damn right. My boss and coworkers are a close-knit bunch who seem to have who seem to be genuinely nice people, and I can sense that they'll feel away or want to know details when I do decide to leave. I really don't want to be exposed for having lied all along, especially since I found out later that they've had problems retaining employees who ventured into other academic endeavors. What would you do if you were in my position? Do you think I should communicate early on on my intent to leave before my boss seeks to train me on all these new roles? I think it would be awkward to announce that I'm leaving abruptly and amidst all the future planning. I would feel bad giving a standard two-week notice since the process of training me to my position took almost six weeks. Any advice you each have would be much appreciated. Sincerely, let's give her a name. Um, <clears throat> Palace. Pal- <laughs> shout, out, shout out to Shari. Shout out to Shari L. <laughs> that... <laughs> That took me down. I was not expecting that. That was good, sis. Thank you so much. Welcome. <laughs> oh, go ahead. What do you have for Palace? <laughs> so I'm just help me here. So Palace is saying that she's been hiding the fact that she's in graduate school from her coworkers. Essentially, yes. Or that she is. Hold on. Oh, she was accepted into her choice number one program. Okay, I don't know if she started. I don't know if she's hiding that she started or hiding that she was accepted. But I know that all in all, she's hiding her intentions. Is it because she's fearful that she's going to lose her job? No. She said it is because there have been other people who have left the job for other academic endeavors and Uh that this is a close-knit co-working community and so you know everybody's kind of like all up in everybody else's business it doesn't seem to be in a malicious way she said these are genuinely nice people and she does not want to lead them astray by allowing them to give her um a promotion and you know wasting their time essentially she doesn't want to waste their time but so she does want to go to school yes so she's trying to find ways to quit. Just oh well, girl. Pass <laughs> um, I think she's saying she should be forthright about how she quits. Why? Why she's quitting? So the thing is, um, this is common, especially um, um, among women. And this is if you think back to like one of our first episodes when we we're talking about like some a lot of times in in these kinds of business or job-related situations, uh, we need to learn how to act like white men. Yeah. Um, I understand. We tend, you know, because we are by nature, you know, some of us can by nature really grow close to the people we work with every day, and there's nothing wrong with that. Um, And we develop personal relationships with them. But we must never lose sight of the business of the matter. Um, And I'm speaking from experience because... I had a job um, that I was working at the University of Maryland um, just after I graduated. And when the opportunity presented itself for me to uh, apply, uh, to be interviewed for the job that I have now, it was literally just about three to four months after I had taken this job. And I knew that the person I was working for built this position for me because he had something 
you know, a special project that he wanted me to help out with. And he knew that I needed a job. So he definitely moved things around on my behalf. Mm -hmm. And I was really grateful for, uh, to him for doing that. Um, cause I know that he did not have to do it. Mm -hmm. Um, so when the other, when, when the opportunity presented itself and I was offered my current job, I was torn because I didn't know how to tell this man, like, I know you created this job for me, but I'm leaving. I remember that. <laughs> Um, and it was, it was tough. It was definitely challenging. You felt really bad. I did because, you know, I thought that this man, I mean, I knew that this man extended himself mm -hmm. and he had been an awesome mentor and, you know, a wonderful supervisor, someone who I knew believed in me and what I had to offer. So I didn't, I did not want to, um, I didn't want him to think that I was taking advantage of him or I was not grateful for all mm -hmm. the things that he'd done for me. And I had a really candid conversation with um, two of my mentors, Dr. Friesbury and Dr. Griffin. And uh, both of them were really straight up with me. Like sometimes it just comes down to if you have a better offer on the table, then it's a better offer on the table. And a lot of times we're loyal to uh, the jobs that we have. And sometimes we have to pull back and be objective because when it comes down to things, if the shoe's on the other foot and your job was going through some transition and, you know, more often than not, jobs are not loyal to us in the ways that we are loyal to them. Took the words right out of my mouth. So um, <laughs> we have to be, you have to, you can't lose sight on what your goals are. Mm -hmm. So there's no way to sugarcoat this. I think the best way to go about this is to just be honest. Like I had a real candid conversation with, with my former supervisor and I just said, listen, this is the opportunity that I wanted. This is the job that I applied for fresh out of school. And, you know, it's been, it's been made available to me. It's aligned with what I want to do. Um, and it's just a better offer all around. Um, and he totally understood and said, you know, if it were me, I would do the, the very same thing. And if, and if your coworkers care about you in the ways that, that you care about them, then they should be happy for you if you are leaving uh, them to go in pursuit of, you know, the life and career that you want. Absolutely. Um, things that are going to make you happy. So don't beat yourself up about this palace, girl. Just, you know, <laughs> take a deep breath and get your words together. I know I had to write out. I didn't read a script, but I wrote out my thoughts so that I knew what I wanted to say and I could just say it. Girl, just going in there and tell them people what time it is. I need spill the tea. Like, so I got into a dog program and because I'm lit and I'm going to go. Mm. Isn't that exciting? It's exciting. Don't feel bad about this accomplishment. Right. It's an exciting time. I agree. Um, I, I n have never left a job for <laughs> to pursue educational. No, that's a lie. But I, I've never left a job to, to become a doctor. But let me tell you something. I would. And, <laughs> and there should be nothing holding you back from uh, screaming from the mountaintops that you were accepted. And not only that, you let us know. You were accepted. To, you were not just accepted. You're not just getting ready to have letters behind your name um, after you do this very, very hard work, just an FYI, because I saw Kia do it on FaceTime for a long time. Um, but you're not only getting ready to do this really, really hard work, but you were accepted into your number one program. Let's be very clear here. You were accepted into your number one program. You need to be very proud of that. And like Kia said, jobs are always going to do what's in their best interest first. They're not going to be loyal to you like that. Um, I remember when I was doing production management for uh, a large clothing clothing brand, um, like a, a fashion brand. And it was huge, like rollouts, store rollouts. We opened all of the stores, the factory stores in the United States, Canada, and Puerto Rico. 
I was in charge for all kinds of rollouts. And it got to a point where I was burning myself out working multiple jobs and driving to New Jersey for this production management job, which was an all-day, like, more than a nine-to-five. Tried to negotiate for them to... um, I started working from home twice a week, and it worked for some time. And then... After a while, it did not work. Uh, I was They did not want me to work from home anymore. And it just didn't work for my schedule. And unfortunately, even though I was responsible for so many things because it did not align with what I needed in life, and then I was offered a better opportunity in Brooklyn where I lived, I had to go ahead and take that. And I couldn't feel guilty about the fact that they were in mid-project. It's not like I just left abruptly. Like, we had a conversation about it, and they knew which direction I was going. You know, I presented all of my options to them and all of the options that they had. If you all give this to me, this is what I'll do. And unfortunately, it didn't work for either one of us. So we had to part ways. And sometimes it's just like that. But in this particular case, you have such an amazing opportunity. You need to not only be proud of that opportunity, but let them know what it is. And who cares if they have hard feelings? They don't pay your rent. Like, you're probably never going to talk to these people again in your life. I mean, they could have hard (laughs) feelings or they could be really happy for you. They could. Or it could be a little bit of both. I mean, you just won't know until you know. But the but the bottom line, like Jay said, is that it don't matter. It don't matter. <laughs> Literally, in ten years, you're probably not going to talk to any of them. They can be nice people all day, and I'm not trying to be crap <laughs> like harsh. But I like I've forgotten most of my coworkers who I you know from years past if we've not maintained a friendship. You know what I'm saying? And it's not because they weren't good people or we didn't have good work experiences. It's just because life goes on. So don't let this stop anything that you got going on because they're not going to let anything that you got going on stop them from what they got going on. Real tea. And we can move right on along to these to these petty peeves. And I want to be very responsible of the things I say to my sister because everybody know I can be real petty. P-E to the T-T-Y. Okay, let's jump on in because we've got a long way to go and a short time to get there. Absolutely. So, the internet has been a buzz with this Cardi and Offset thing. And, you know, several people have been chiming in. And um, I have some thoughts. <laughs> um, just about the ways that so I the, my my petty peeve is kind of twofold because at first my issue is with people who one don't understand. I'm sorry, not only people but adults, grown adults who have ten forties and ten ninety nines on file down to the IRS. People who are adults with adult responsibilities out here driving cars and purchasing homes and doing all kinds of substantial things, dealings, business, all kinds of things Mm -hmm. still out here, but are bereft of the capacity uh, and the knowledge or to know how apologies work. I feel like (laughs) apologies were, was something that we were introduced to very, very early in life. Like, you know, oh, when someone does something to you or when you have been wronged, we've been told that, you know, apologizing is just the next steps. The next step, you know, it's just something that we, it, it suggests that, you know, a person is remorseful or repentant or they wish that they had not done, you know, whatever it was that hurt or offended you. But yes. here we are in 2018 and there's just, I'm just I'm baffled every day 
by men and women who have no idea how apologies actually work. And I feel mm. like we've talked about this time and time again, but evidently it bears repeating. So, <laughs> now, if if someone has done something to you that is offensive, mm-hmm. or if, you, like I said, you've offended someone, then you absolutely should apologize. Absolutely. Um, when When you've hurt or offended someone you love, you should apologize. However... You cannot demand that your apology be heard nope. or accepted or received nope. um, or that you're, you, you, you will be forgiven because you've apologized, whether it be 10 times, whether it be 198 times mm-hmm. or whether you have whether your apology was been given in private or in some public grand gesture like having a thousand <laughs> flowers wheeled out onto a stage um, spell out to spell sentence. out you know your sentiments <laughs> it does not matter in the way but but you have to acknowledge that your apology does not absolve you from the responsibility of mm. your actions and I feel like mm. we have said that so many times but oh, multiple. I'm if I say that I if, if I could go tomorrow I could go tomorrow and bust into the Saks Fifth Avenue and steal all of the Gucci bags. <laughs> I can run through with a garbage bag and literally just take the Gucci bags and just place them in. And I can go and get put, if I get to my car, I can get in my car and drive away. And if I get caught, I can go back to Saxon Avenue and apologize. But I am still responsible for breaking the law. And the same rules apply and when it comes to relationships, and I'm very tired, I'm weary of this, this, this notion, this expectation, this, this mindset and ideology that women are support. Like when women forgive, um, you know, for infidelity or for abuse, that is a sign of loyalty. Right. Or that, you know, I've just been I've just been accosted, <laughs> accosted on my Instagram feed by this hashtag fight for love business. Oh, no. Where never, literally it has been thing. persons either who have been either victims um, or, you know, uh, you know, active participants in, <laughs> in infidelity. Mm-hmm. Um saying that, you know, marriage is hard and marriage is tough and you got to fight for your love. And I think, you know, I get it. Because, you know, everybody who got a brain knows that marriage is not easy, right? Anybody who has ever been in a relationship has got to know that marriage is not easy. So I get that. But fighting for love does not suggest that I'm going to allow you to treat me poorly and put me and my body and my life and my child and my At resources risk. and my money and my mm. and my credit. You don't get mm. to put those things. And my child and my money and my child and my money. You don't get to put those things <laughs> at like you know, you compromise in danger. Like you don't get to do that. No. Um, and I don't care how sorry you are. Your response if the if taking responsibility for your actions means that I can forgive you. But that does not mean that I have to talk to you. 
-hmm. I can continue to love you. Because unconditional love does not always mean unconditional romantic love. I'm not going to say that Cardi doesn't love Offset. I'm sure she does. He fathered her only child. Right. But She said that. Exactly. But that does not mean that she needs to be in partnership with him. She needs to be married to him. Yes, they have to co-parent, but that does not mean that if she does not want to be in a marriage with Offset, that she is not loyal. Because where was all of this grace and compassion and values about marriage, the institution of marriage, when Offset was cheating? Where Hmm. was that? I mean, and, and we can compare Cardi and Offset to Kobe Bryant and Vanessa and Aniko and Kevin Hart. And I'm not here to, to um, listen, everybody's grown. You can make your own decisions. But what we will not do is raise this standard that suggests that fighting for marriage or being in a marriage means that you must contend with abuse and infidelity and Absolutely be okay not. with it. Because I don't feel like you know what I'm saying? Like, even if you want to go and I'm really upset with the Christians who have signed on to this bandwagon oh, no. um, and are using Jesus to cape for for infidelity and people who have been, you know, and I'm not saying I know it happens, but let's not twist words here. We want to talk about marriage and how the Lord, you know, talks about marriage there. there he talks about it in real specific ways. So this submission and this love is all supposed to be the example is supposed to be as Christ loves the church. So we cannot, we can't talk about that. You know what I'm saying? You can't. Okay. We're supposed to submit as, as wives submit, you know, we've talked about what submitting means and how, you know, it's nuanced and layered and it's not as simple as just doing what somebody tells you to do. But if I'm supposed to submit to you, it is my diligence. I have this, my due diligence to vet you and make sure that submitting to you will not compromise what God has placed in me as far as purpose and gifts and talents and if being with you puts any of that in danger, then it's my job to make sure that I don't submit to you in your trash. So for all of the of the the good Christian men out here who is talking about Cardi need to take offset back and Jesus forgives. Did we talk y'all talking about apples and oranges? Cardi can forgive um offset, but uh demanding that she take him back, especially okay, it's like it's like offset lit the match that started this fire. Demanding, demanding Cardi to forgive him suggests that Cardi should put the fire out and then go take her child and live in the rubble and the soot of the burned down house. Ain't nobody got time for that. Offset went to the bodega, purchased the Bic lighter, and then poured canola oil on top Gasoline. of the fire. What are you talking about? This is what I'm saying. <laughs> Furthermore, so I'm just, my, yeah, we, we got to stop. No, no, I'm just saying. I'm going to wrap up because I felt like I have just talked a whole lot. But I, I, my petty peeve is for people who don't know how apologies work, how words work, and for people who are consistently using Jesus and Christianity to mm. cape for their problematic behaviors and taking things out of context. Because we got to realize the responsibility of our words and what we're suggesting to future generations of women is that it's okay for you to... to uh, for you to be disregarded, you know, disrespected, disrespected put humiliated. in humiliated, endangered, and especially endangered. I mean, when you have a child, like that just raises the stakes even higher. So instead of telling women 
all we need to do to be more loyal. I wish to God that these men and women, because it's not just men, but that these people would mm-hmm. would have all in all the ways that they're encouraging and admonishing Cardi to forgive. Why don't they encourage and admonish Offset to do right? I just, I just really that would help me. That would really have him. Tell you to something. Do the right. last people I want to see caping for some for, for telling a nigga, or telling Cardi that she needs to take a nigga back who has done all of this to her is Fifty Cent. Listen, and and Ti. I mean, all king the, of grotesque listen, behavior. All niggas who have been caught and who are champions of being trash. Okay, trash. Like, like this is what I'm saying. So what, what I watch Power, but let's be clear, Fifty Cent is trash. Trash. Okay? He's a very problematic trash. individual. And Hilarious, I just wish that we would we would instead of telling women that you know being a good wife is dealing with trash. Why don't we just encourage? Husbands and wives, partners of all kinds to just be better together. (laughs) And I just and I just because I just feel like it's so one sided. And I I think it's it's unfair for people to expect Cardi and to literally be be harassing her to the extent that it's happening. And just, you know, we don't know all that Cardi has had to deal with. Their relationship has been public, but I'm certain that all of the dimensions of the trauma and pain that, you know, has been exchanged mutually. Because I'm sure that Cardi has done her fair share of, you know, problematic things to offset. But it ain't been public. It hasn't. Cardi has not been caught cheating multiple times. Keep Multiple that same energy times. if she goes out there and gets pregnant by a few niggas. Keep that this same energy if Cardi if a text messages are released of Cardi setting up a threesome with two niggas while she's on tour or what this have you. This is what I'm saying. Keep that same energy. Because if- T.I. turned open, like T.I. cleared a Las Vegas lobby. He didn't even, uh, uh, Tiny took a picture with Floyd Mayweather. She a was picture, a photograph. And that nigga turned the whole hotel out. Did. But now he want to tell Cardi turntables. I just feel like we talking out of both sides of our necks, and I wish that we would just shut up with that. And I'm especially disappointed when it comes from people who say that they're speaking on behalf of God in the church because I don't believe that that's the case. Like even in the Bible, yes, God's love is unconditional. Yes, His forgiveness is you know it's it's without boundary, and there's nothing that He won't forgive us for. But that does not mean that we have to pay the price for the choices and the decisions that we've made, that whatever consequences come with whatever we've done, we still have to face them and and trust that God will give us the grace to do that. So to offset, perhaps a consequence for you cheating on your wife multiple times is that you don't have a wife no more. Mm. That don't mean that Cardi don't love you or that you can't be a father to your child. That means that you can't be her wife his her husband no more that means that's all that means and you don't get to demand anything because when you demand as far as i'm concerned when you demand an apology uh, forgiveness when you demand that someone forgives you for what you've done and on your terms it's yep. never been about it's not about cardi it's about offset offset yep. just wants cardi to take him back so that he can feel better about himself he don't really give a damn that cardi is hurt and needs to heal because if he did he would have showed her up to, to her that. job absolutely he would in the not, middle she of would her not damn stalk set. her and harass her and get hundreds of thousands of people to jump in her mentions and tell her that it's time for her to take him back. 
and marriage and, is hard. Marriage and have is thousands hard. of people chanting to take him back. Listen, marriage That's is hard. Marriage is hard because I don't want to share a bathroom with that nigga. Not because. <laughs> not because. And I've never been married. So you can speak to this probably better than me. But I just believe that marriage is hard because it's hard to do life with someone, especially when people have different values, different, you know what I'm saying? It's hard. It's hard to be in partnership because we're trained and socialized yes. to be individuals. But marriage, me, you know, challenges. Marriage is hard because, you know, he's a morning person and I'm not. Marriage is hard because he leaves his shoes and socks at the door. Marriage is hard for those mm. reasons. Marriage is hard because, mm. you know, he might spend money without, you know, he, he might buy sneakers. I, I might buy sneakers without, you know, mm. checking with him. That's yeah, why marriage same. is hard. Marriage is not hard because you keep... B- because you decide to bring other people outside of our marriage into the bed time and time and time again when I've oh asked you not to. That doesn't make marriage hard. Marriage is hard because I don't want to give my last bite of steak to you, but I will because this is I, what I'm you saying. Know, I'm, I'm a, there I'm you a go. generous person. Marriage is hard because I'm tired of the way that you leave the toothpaste tube. Marriage is hard because we come from two totally different backgrounds where, you know, you know, we come from different experiences and households and you have to learn how to merge those into one. Marriage is not hard. Like Kia said, it is not hard to not set up a threesome in New Orleans, New (laughs) Orleans and be mad and be mad because you got caught talking about I was entertaining. Why the hell were you entertaining a threesome that you had no plans to participate in fucking them girls, but I was entertaining it. I was was a messed up husband. That's what I'm saying. If this is how y'all want to set up marriage, this is how, if this is what it means to be married and to be ride or die, I am good. You understand what I'm saying? That's it. Because I just can't. I can't be a part of it. I just can't. I can't. You just, I got too much to lose now to put my life and everything that I've worked so hard to accomplish in the balance because somebody them, yeah, is I'm selfish. Sorry. No, I'm just saying. Yes. And, and won't even have the conversation because we can sit down and talk about anything. But when you go behind my back, and you can't look mm. me in my face and tell me, you mm. know, I got to find out through the internet and all this other and you that you don't you're not you're not riding for me. You're not you you don't even realize the ways in which your behavior is reckless and not only puts you in danger, but puts me in danger and puts our child in danger. You don't even have that in your mind. Then then I can't trust that. Furthermore, what kind of example am I setting for my daughter for if my I daughter you to put up with your consistent trash behavior again you didn't forget to take the trash out you cheated on me multiple times in public had pregnancy scares and strippers coming out saying that they slept with you and people posting text messages and all matters of receipts and facts and examples so so it's not the same thing (laughs) it's not the same thing it's baffling it's baffling to me that people think that it is and I am more, more shocked and taken aback by the women. Yeah, I'm, I'm disappointed. Who are just like, y'all don't know. So many, because there's a young man um, named LaShawn Daniels. I've been following him for a long time. He's an awesome, brilliant genius of a music producer. And he and his wife, April, um, have, you know, a very active YouTube where they talk about marriage and relationships and you know, being Christian and marriage and relationships. And it's awesome. And I love them. I, You know, they were on Vincent Tamar show. And I just really love that they love each other really hard. Mm-hmm. But uh, he got on his Instagram yesterday and really upset the kid. And I was really like, what the hell are you talking about, nigga? He was just like, 
Um, he was like, wow, y'all mad because Offset is asking for forgiveness. Isn't that the basis of Christianity? Like, don't bring the Lord into this. Don't do that. Offset do that. ain't bring the Lord into this. And nobody's saying that Cardi can't forgive him or, want, or should not forgive him. I'm just saying that he is going about this in a very toxic and abusive way. And for y'all to think that that is what God wants is just hurtful to me. Because what is that? How what is that? How is that supposed to make me feel as a woman? What's that supposed to do for my self-esteem? She's a brand new mother. Exactly. She's got so many things to be dealing with her hormones. And she's on top of that. She's already got like the the pressure of the public and this very public career. And do you really think in the midst of her dealing with this turmoil during all of her wins and dealing with the new a new baby and dealing with a new, you know, new a new body? Because when you have a baby, your body is totally changed and dealing with all of this. Do you really think you are adding to it by telling her what she needs to be doing when she really needs this moment of peace for a second is getting ready to help the situation? And Offset is completely wrong. He's manipulative. He is being emotionally abusive. And it's disgusting. And I you and and you're taking away from you're taking away from her light. You really interrupted one of her highlights, one of her biggest moments because of your fuck up. And making it about you. It's not about you, bro. And called her bro. <laughs> and calling her bro. And called her bro. So and calling her bro. So you should be, I mean, I'm just I feel like that was very long. But I'm sorry. I just had a lot no, on that my was chest. Necessary. Because I just am so bothered and marriage is about submitting to one another so this double standard about you know how how women need to forgive and you know and then when it happens to men they you know they are just disgusted they are just egos to the egos to the ground i mean egos just falling all the way to hell niggas lose their motherfucking minds if a woman cheats on if a woman even sends a wrong text message a nigga is wilding you know what i'm saying like they are not having any of it. So do you really think that if she was in the public eye doing all of the exact same things that it would be the same response? Absolutely not. And you're a liar and a cheat if you say that it is it is anything otherwise or that okay. it would be any uh, any way otherwise. So Offset, do better. <laughs> do and go better. away and leave us alone. Leave leave Cardi alone. She, like leave her alone right now. Leave us all alone. She's happy with her baby. Um, well, my petty peeve is not as involved. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, 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 no. Please, that was a wonderful petty peeve. Uh, that was a read. <laughs> um, I it was just literally about this this girl, this young millennial on the train behind me. Um, on my way back from D.C. this weekend. I had a very peaceful ride until this heifer got on at one of these stops and she took a phone call. Now, there's nothing wrong with taking a phone call. There were numerous people on the train who had to take a phone call and they spoke low and they got off the phone promptly. I was one of the people who also had to take a phone call, put my headphones in, spoke low and ended the phone call quickly. I thought she was going to do the same thing. Absolutely not. Not only did she take the phone call, she went up levels in her vocals and then continued the conversation for about uh, 14 minutes, which Mm -hmm. is very, very long in travel time. 
And I, I don't remember all of what she was saying, but I remember holding a very long conversation with whoever she was on the phone with. And I remember the very last thing being, that's low-key expensive. And I just could not take it anymore. And I turned around. I said, excuse me, you are very loud on the train right now. And she, it was then that she got some self-awareness and got, can you text me? But I'm trying to understand why it does not click in certain one's minds that they are just interrupting the peace and the quiet of entire like communities, whether it be a train community, a coffee community, what have you. What makes you think that the entire world wants to hear your conversation? And I know I've said this about white men on the elevator, and I still stand behind that. Um, but I just, this girl's conversation, I just could not even believe that she was not planning on ending that conversation anytime soon. I, I was just flabbergasted that she was not going to end the conversation anytime soon. So that is my petty peeve this week. <laughs> and that is another episode of Getting Grown. Mm-hmm. Um, once again, thank you all so much for listening and for tuning in and for just being a part and continuing conversations. And we're super excited to to bring you guys new episodes in the new year. Um, yay, yay. But in the meantime and in between time, do you have any wrap ups? Do you have anything you want to say before we finalize? No, man, I'm good. I just want to thank you all for everything. Like you said. We're grateful. We're super, super grateful. But please drink your water during the rest of this year. Yes, and continue to uh, mind your business and moisturize each day. Why, sis? Because your black will crack if it's dry. Absolutely. Bye. Bye. If a friend asks how you're doing and you say, I'm okay. When the truth is, I don't want my problems to burden anyone. Or you say, Hang it in there. Because if I ask for help, they'll just think I'm weak. Then this is your sign to call, text, or chat. 988 for free confidential support. Anytime. You don't have to hide how you feel.